When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Just looking at the headlines here. Um, three dead in Cloquet, Minnesota, including suspected shooter. Is that ever going to end? Uh-huh. I mean, it's so sad. Unbelievably sad. Is this another... Uh, Another school shooting type of deal? or uh, Is that a motel? Oh, is that a motel? Okay. Yep. Uh, three dead in Cloquet, Minnesota, including suspected shooter. I don't, I don't know. You, you could go over this every day and why did they do it? And there's never a good reason they did it. They just, people are not. First of all, let me just point something out to you. Okay, here we go. So everything sucks every time you turn on the news. Everything is horrible, horrendous. Uh, we're, we're about to die. And I like Bill Weir, by the way. Bill Weir is a really good guy. He's come on the queue all the time. Uh, he works at CNN, and he came on this morning to talk about the fact that uh, we're all at the edge of death with the uh, temperatures going up. Said the temperatures go up another 1.5 degrees. Uh, we're in massive, big, big trouble, and all the rest of it. Now I understand you get good ratings by scaring the shit out of people. They tune in to, oh, I better learn more about this, and they tune in again. But they never mention where the pollution and the heat would be coming from. And by the way, whose thermometer did you use to determine that one and a half degrees is going to kill us? Yeah. Explain that to me. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of variables in that sentence. And where are the pollutants on this planet? Uh, From people? Yes, all in the Eastern Hemisphere. The Eastern Hemisphere is a shithole, and now we have to pay for, pay the price for it. Because what do they have, like, don't they have, like, four times as many people living in the Eastern Hemisphere as they do in the Western Hemisphere? Isn't that about right? I guess. It's, I mean, I know it's a huge landmass compared to us. It's got nothing to do with the landmass, sister. It's got to do with they don't give a shit. They, they, they pollute so much it is unbelievable. Oh, really? Like they... Oh, God. Oh, okay. Somebody yeah. bring up a picture of China. All you're going to see is smoke coming out of stacks. That's about it. Yeah. Well, if you look up, like, the world population for, like, the top 10 countries, it, you know, you've got China, India, then the U.S., but Indonesia, Pakistan, uh, Nigeria, Bangladesh, like, a lot of uh, Russia, a lot of uh, Eastern Hemisphere countries. Right. Well, 90% so far from yeah. what you read. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. There's this chart, too, that talks about air pollution <laughs> compared to every California city. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. The air pollution is, I mean, it's, yeah, it's insane compared to it. See, what they're going to do now, and I can guarantee you this, if if the other side, the far right, wants to fight back, they're going to point out that all the pollution in this country comes from Democratic cities. But they're all Democratic cities because they're so big. They won't point that part out, though. They'll just say, well, it's you know, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Chicago. They're the ones polluting this country. Well, that's because that's where most of the population is. Correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But see, they don't ever mention that kind of thing. So once again, and I don't know how they do this. And I, look, I don't get upset by this. Though I used to back in the day. But I just uh, I looked at it this morning. And went, yeah, OK, I like Bill. We're good guy. Uh, we can't get up another 1.5 degrees. We're all going to die and blah, blah, blah. I was trying to think of some way we could reach out to these people in the Eastern Hemisphere and say, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't you stop poisoning the air in the world? Because didn't China just build, what, like 10 new coal plants, something like that? That's news to me, but I do have a way to reach them. I have an idea. 
Good. Listen, I'm ready. We sent Tevin as a representative <laughs> on behalf <laughs> of us, the show, the country. Just send him over there with a sign that says, talk to me about pollution. And then, uh, and then he'll have that solved by probably like two Sundays from now. No, absolutely not. There was I watched a documentary <laughs> where these they're conning a bunch of people out of money, and they ended up somehow getting invited over to South Korea to pitch their you know illegitimate business plan to a bunch of business mm-hmm. people. And like the guy was like, "Yeah, I just hopped on a plane and went over to South Korea." And I was like, "Absolutely not. I'm not leaving, especially if it's a scam. I'm not leaving the country to go talk to business people." <laughs> Well, I understand that. But like I said, I used to, you know, get very sad about that stuff. And then I kept reading it and reading it. And I did a lot of research on it and came up with where the pollution is actually coming from. And look, everybody needs to do a better job. Like I said, Catherine and I have have an electric stove and we have two. uh, I have a full electric vehicle. She's got a hybrid. I mean, we're doing everything the, the weekend. Then we find out these electric cars are not great. Mine's great. But then again, I don't have to travel long, long distances. I don't know that I'd want to drive up to like Fargo in my vehicle. Well, I got enough mileage to make it up there. I guess Fargo would be okay, but much further than that, um, it's kind of a problem. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are doing, we, you know, recycle and separate everything out. Catherine and I, well, mostly Catherine. I'm not taking any credit for it. It's Catherine. She makes everything sure that everything gets recycled. We don't leave crap laying around. I just went for a walk after seeing that story. I went for a walk, just kind of, you know, I do every morning, make, make me feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On my walk, I spotted five, not one, two, three, or four, but five different piles of garbage in the, in the, uh, the ditch. They, people just drive by and throw their shit out the window. That it's blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It's, un, it's amazing. That's yeah. just the communal really, dump, dumpster, though. What's that? That's the communal dumpster. Like, well, apparently it is. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, but see, you and I can live the cleanest lives we possibly can. But if they keep doing that, you and I aren't going to make any difference at all. Yeah, right? it, it blows my mind too because, like, I I can see how people they can ignore obvious like things when they're polluting or whatever, yeah. right? Like you're yep. smoking, you're whatever, you're driving, but you're throwing something in probably a neighborhood you live in. Absolutely. Like, what? Why would you want to wake up to that there? I mean, it just blows my mind. One other tip on the whole deal. Every bit of the cups, the bags, is a fast food company. Every one of them. (laughs) It's just like, really? You buy your cheap-ass breakfast over wherever, and then you throw the shit in the ditch so it pollutes. So basically, uh, you got it all covered there. That's all I'm saying. Good for you. There is something very... And this is like, I am not an unhinged driver, but when I watch somebody throw something out of their car window, oh. I just think if I could get caught up to that person to just do this, like a big finger shake. <laughs> <laughs> you boo! Yeah, the like, finger I want shake to. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, you tisk, knock it off because it's so insane watching them throw a whole meal out the window. No, they do. And I, it's... I saw five of them on, now I walked two miles, so it was a mile out and a mile back. So along a mile stretch, I saw three on the way out and two on the way back. It's because I'm on the other side of the road on the way back, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just, why Why would you do that? Because wherever you're going, I guarantee you there's a trash can right there. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And most of them now are recycling, too. You can either recycle or there's trash and recycling most places. Not a lot, uh, like not like ninety percent, but I would say about fifty percent of them have those bins now where you can recycle and throw your trash away. Yeah. I just, and again, let me make it very clear. I like Bill Weir a lot, and he was a guy doing the story on CNN this morning. Um, but I just, these companies will now do anything for ratings, and scaring people is one way to get huge ratings. I mean, you guys know that, right? When you're yeah. you're feeling uneasy, uh, or unhappy, or you're just you know you hear this bad news. You're going to tune in to try to, well, did it get better today? Uh, is there anything I can do? Uh, yeah, people need to pay much more attention uh, to what they're doing. Don't pollute. What the hell's wrong with you? There are little children out there that would like to grow up with fresh air. That would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pollute. And then also, I think, like, when you're telling us that, hey, the earth can't go up 1.5 degrees, don't Correct. tell us, tell the big companies that have these huge smokestacks that are yeah. polluting. Yeah you know, a lot more than, you know, somebody throwing their McDonald's wrapper out. Don't throw your McDonald's wrapper out the window, but also, like, 
there's some people doing some things that are a lot more heinous than than the McDonald's wrapper. Oh, I don't know if it's a lot more heinous. I'll put it all on the same level. Do not pollute at all. How about that? Yeah. I mean, we're going to pollute as beings that animals pollute, I suppose. I don't mm. know. I don't know what the hell the deal is, but but I just um and I like I said, I used to get pissed off about this kind of thing, but I don't anymore. What I what it makes me do is focus on my own life, and I just talked to Catherine about this. By the way, Andy came in and did a complete redo on the studio here, and it sounds much, much better on my end. It sounds great. That's so awesome. some of the things we've been hitting might have come from this end. But Andy fixed it all. But but then I had to get Catherine to reset the printer because he didn't reset the printer. You don't want me anywhere near electronics. <laughs> I can destroy something with one push of a button. I've done it before, and I can do it again. Not intentionally. <laughs> I've seen you do it. Not intentionally, but that's just the way it goes, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of just a guy, every time he opens his yapper, the pollution comes out like there's no tomorrow. These just horrendous attacks on sports figures. Please welcome Judd. Uh, thank you very much. It's great to be here. I see myself as a light of positivity. I don't know what you're talking about. I you do, think I'm the most positive guy there is. You are a beacon of positivity. There is no question about that. You and Phil both, i got to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Just doing a phenomenal job. There's no question about it. But uh, no, we were just talking this morning that I was jumping around on the, you know, I go to like four different news channels and, and one of them's going after the, was the secretary of defense that just disappeared for five days. Did you see okay. that story? No, I didn't see that story. Apparently he was, had some, he was very ill. They took him to yeah. the hospital and then didn't tell anybody the secretary of defense was out of the, and nobody noticed he was gone. That's a problem. When you don't even notice he's gone, that's a problem. That sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Hey, no one know. knew he's gone. I don't know the guy. I don't know what he's doing. Look, this government stuff, I just love these speeches they're making now. They're making fun of each other's speech impediments, and they're, oh, my God, we're all going to die if you don't. Listen, I'm here to warn you, and I'm just trying to. It's not about me. It's about you. But if you don't elect me, you're all going to die. It's like so it is really about you it's basically Correct. become it, it and this has been true for probably what a couple of elections at least now it's essentially become wrestling yeah like it's these attack wrestling. like these attack ads you know not not uh um not fit to serve an office it's like oh, yeah off the top turnbuckle <laughs> It's just it is the top turnbuckle. You're absolutely right. I used to love that so much. By the way, back when the AWA was a big deal back in the day, yeah, Vern Gagne was live and all the rest of it. We used to have tons of wrestlers come on, and when you have a wrestler on, all you have to do is sit and be quiet because you don't have. There's nowhere for you to speak. <laughs> That's just how it is. Oh yeah, they're great. That's what they do. <laughs> so so which guys came on? Oh God, Hawk! You remember? Animal came on Jesse Ventura. Yeah, Hawk and Animal. Jesse Ventura came yeah. on. Greg Gagne is it? Well, Greg is a good friend of mine. Yeah. But all the big ones, you know, Nick Bockwinkle. I'll go. I'm going all the way back now. Vern Gagne was on several times. Oh yeah. And I'm glad he didn't give me the pile driver when he was a hundred. That was good. <laughs> oh yeah, that would not have been good. Yeah, it was not a good story. You remember that story, don't you? I think you've told it before. Yeah. Yeah, Vern took somebody deep in the in the retirement home. But I'm not kidding you. It's just uh, it, it, the world now seems like all-star wrestling because no matter what channel you're on, you're either in peril or you're going to die any minute now. So you better stay tuned to us to make sure that you don't die. How do you watch that stuff is my question. I have to. It's my job to know everything oh that's going God. on. Oh, you think I'm, these other three are going to do anything and get off their ass to do anything else? Why would they do that? I'm so glad I watch sports. You see that, that, that's the great thing about sports. That's, it is. that's the great thing. You can turn it off when it's done, and it might slightly piss you off, but ultimately it really doesn't mean a whole lot. I'm going to tell you one quick Crusher story. You guys are too young to remember the Crusher, I would imagine. The Crusher was the quintessential all-star wrestler. Okay. He's one of these guys that talk like this. As a matter of fact, I think he invented talking like this. He comes out and he's got, you know, those, what, Brittany, what are those long boats that you kind of lay in to, to tan? I think um, they used to put like even a little, a little skim of water in them and you'd lay in it. You know what I mean? They're kind of like, the, they look like a little boat, only they're only about four inches deep. You're not talking about a tanning booth. It's a. No, this is the ones that you would you used to be able to get them and lay in that, like, and put them across a lawn, lawn chair. And then I don't know what, oh. The, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
but he comes out with one of those under his right arm, and he's got a 28-ounce framing hammer in his left hand. What? And he comes out, he goes, and Marty O'Neill, who did the interview, and he kind of talked like this, ladies and gentlemen, and of course he talked like this, because everybody else talked like this. And he goes, uh, we're coming out right now. The Crusher's coming out the door, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be unbelievable. He's got some big news. He told me he's got big news. Crusher, you're here. I see you've got some items with you. What's the big news? What are you doing today? Well, Marty, I got my boat right here. As you can see, it's a beautiful boat. It's very, very expensive boat, by the way. <laughs> Don't even think you could afford this. Those things were like $10, right? <laughs> And I got my framing hammer, the 28-ounce framing hammer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Lake Minnetinki, not Minnetonka, but Lake Minnetinki. I'm going to Lake Minnetinki. I have a secret fish call, which only I know about. I'm going to lean over the side of my beautiful boat, do the secret single signal, and when the big ones come to the top, I'm going to hit them over the head with my framing hammer. Now that's entertainment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's like a improv um, <laughs> exercise where they give you two items and they're like, okay, make a wrestling speech about these two items. Go cut a promo, Crusher. Here's your two items for the day. Tomorrow, yeah. it's that's, that's like the uh, uh, like the macho man. It, like he used like coffee creamer and stuff like that. Yeah, Just like random yeah, things yeah, they yeah. find in the back before walking out. Yeah. God, I got to tell you, back in the days, and unfortunately, my friends are, are gone. Because, you know, we didn't live the healthiest life, so some of us stopped and some of us didn't. But uh, we got together with all the friends and, and just we had such a great time. We would literally get ready at like 5 o'clock on a Saturday night, get all dressed up. Then we'd go, they'd come to my house, we'd go to their house, whatever. We would drink like fish and watch All-Star Wrestling, which was from 6 to 7, if I remember correctly. And then we'd all be pretty lit up. And then we'd go downtown and hit the bars. That was a bad idea. You're going to watch people beat the piss out of each other for an hour, and then you're going to go downtown among the people? Not a good call, is all I'm saying. Yeah, that is a specific energy you guys created <laughs> that I would not want to be around. Oh, no, no, no. Well, first of all, Lyle, and God bless you, Lyle, no longer with us, but God, what a great. He was, Lyle's about 6'5", probably came in at about 3'10". And he was not a fat man. Let me put it that way. He was a big bitch, right? So we're all jacked up from watching all-star wrestling, from drinking a few and all the rest of it. And we got Lyle with us. So we're the toughest guys on earth. <laughs> That's one of those. Deals. But we never did that. We never, we never got in brawls or any of that stuff. People thought it was, actually, they thought it was kind of funny. Because we didn't, I mean, we, they didn't approach anybody to get mean with them or any of that stuff. It was just a group right. of guys making making probably too much noise, I would imagine, in a bar. But oh, God, that was fun. Every Saturday night, we did the same damn thing. You got you guys have rituals like that when you were in your you know early twenties, that kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. Not the same thing, but yeah, like go, going to downtown and stuff. Yeah, oh, for sure. Where, where'd you go? Well, Mo- Moby Dick's, maybe. <laughs> I have my friend Hennepin Avenue. My friend Chuck was the uh, the bouncer at uh, Moby Dick's, and let me show you how big his fists were. They were this big. <laughs> That's one hand, not two, by the way. Oh wow! And he was the bouncer at Moby Dick's. Just a great guy. I used to go golfing with him all the time. Some bitch could hit a golf ball about nine hundred miles, but he had a slogan every time somebody. He, Hey, Tommy, I got to tell you what, I'm like, a little disturbance going on. I'll, I'll be right back, though. We'll continue our conversation. I'll, I'll be right back. Walks over to the two guys. He goes, okay, here's how it's going to go. You can go out the front door and go home, or you can go out the back door and go to the hospital. <laughs> you think that was a pretty good signal? Yeah. I'd be like, uh, which way is the front door? Is that, that way? Yeah, okay. I'm... Where? Show, show me where yeah. it is. <laughs> Oh, my, but that was the day, man, when you went downtown and up and down Hennepin Avenue. God, what a ball. The Copper Squirrel. Actually, that was a, a place that was on the, what would have been the east side, or no, the west side of, I think. Well, Hennepin Avenue runs what, east and west? Uh, so I've never known that. Does that yeah. run east and west or north and south? Yeah, I think it's east and west mainly, yeah. I think. I think so. So this would have been on the east side of Hennepin Avenue, the Copper Squirrel. But the cool thing, we thought this was a big deal coming from North Minneapolis. So to get in the Copper Squirrel bar, you had to walk up four steps to get to the front door. Ooh. Oh, that's 
Fancy. That's a club right there. Pretty snazzy, don't you think? No, now it was downtown Minneapolis. My God, it was the best. No doubt about it. But, you know, living in North Minneapolis is only about three blocks away anyway. So right. yeah, works out in the end. But any big news coming up? I'm going to later on in the show, probably an hour from now, I want to get delve deeply into the Star Tribune coverage of this. But have you gotten any word, Judd, on this deal with Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel? It's in the news again today. Well, yeah, because Ki- so Kimmel uh, in his monologue, I think last night went, went after Rodgers, who who had implied that Kimmel was going to be, or essentially said that Kim that Kimmel was going to find his name on the uh, Jeffrey Epstein list, which of course right. it didn't happen. So Kimmel got really pissed, and I guess I I don't blame him one bit. And he tweeted, essentially, if, if these are your accusations, Aaron, make them in court because you're basically, you know going after me in a really, really uh, derogatory way. So Kimmel went after Rogers then in his monologue. And now Rogers, who's just unbelievable. Uh, he, he said, he said in a press conference, I think uh, yesterday with the jets uh, was asked about this and said, I will address this on my appearance on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN today. <sighs> oh God. But here's the best part about the whole thing. <laughs> ESPN and ABC, Kimmel's network, are both owned by the same companies. Right. Yeah. So, like, you basically have to have Mickey Mouse on Mickey Mouse crime going on. Uh-huh. And I don't think that it's a great idea. Ro- Rogers, I don't think he's going to win this because I think at the end of the day, Jimmy Kimmel is a lot more important to Disney, right? Yeah. Than Rogers going on a show for which I think he's paid about a million plus a, a year to make appearances. So it is really weird. But Aaron Rodgers, it just, I don't know when he went off the deep end, but he is off the deep end. What is he always been as big? I've never met him, never talked to him. Is he as big a prick as he seems? He didn't used to be. I've got a friend that covers really? the Packers who, who used to be pretty tight with him. And mm. no, I don't know where it changed, what happened. I think he's always been odd, yeah. but he was yeah. not this big a prick. And he has become just a, uh, you talk about narcissists, right? There is that. <laughs> there oh is my that. god! And yep. you know, and do you really think you're that smart, dude? You know, everything is a conspiracy, or you know, he didn't get vaccinated, but he tried to. You know, it just—he is just a really, really weird. Become a really weird guy, and strikes me as a huge pain in the ass. How about you? You other three. Your, your impressions of Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel honestly is just exists in my mind. I've right. never like right. done anything to uh, watch one of his shows or seek him out in my life. Um, Aaron Rodgers does feel like he may have some undiagnosed something because I feel like every year he gets more and more extreme. He does. Kind of like, where are you going with this, sir? <laughs> and that's about that's about my rundown on the two. Yeah, All Jimmy right. Kimmel can take him or leave him. I'm not anti or you know extremely for right. him. I don't right. think he deserves to be you know accused of being a pedophile by <laughs> Rogers on ESPN every day. But whatever. And Aaron Rodgers, I feel like. It all kind of started when his brother was on. Was it The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Oh yeah. And it came out that Aaron's not really tight with his family. It doesn't go back to Christmas, and then. It was mm-hmm. so he kind of fought that, and then he started being more progressively more and more a prick. And then as his career kind of progressed, it was well, why haven't you won as many Super Bowls if you're such a great player? And then it was the, the immunization. He started dating a girl named Butterfly or something like that. And then the ayahuasca and the darkness retreats. It's always something with him. And like just play <laughs> football and like be a regular decent human being. He was hurt last year. Is that correct? Got yeah. hurt. Yep. Is he ever coming back? Yeah, he's going to come back next season. But is he? Because I see that uh, Cousins is coming back next. He's not necessarily the Vikings, but he's right. he's, still, mm-hmm. he's still on the docket with us, isn't he? Yeah, um, he's going to be a free agent in March. Oh, in March. So, oh, okay. so he could leave. But yeah, he's definitely. They're, they're both definitely planning to play in mm-hmm. yeah. twenty four. So I I don't know. The Rodgers thing, though, is his inability to just go away and disappear for any amount of time is right. phenomenal. Like this whole season, he he tore his Achilles tendon in the first game. Nobody, and especially his age, is going to come back. 
And all year long, we had to hear about him saying, oh, I'm doing really well. I might be coming back. You know, my 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 timetable, I might come back. And it's like, you're not coming back. You tore your Achilles and you're old. You know, so. Yeah. All right, now we have to turn to the Mount of Wisdom, AJ, to give his take on Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, I've been out on Aaron Rodgers for a long, long time. <laughs> like, like Tevin said, that when when it came up that like you know he's not the great like one of his family members said, yeah, he mailed back unopened Christmas presents that his family sent to him. Oh, wow! <laughs> and, and I was like, that's fake. No, apparently they, they multiple family members doubled down. Like, yeah, it was just a return to sender thing in the mail. It just totally unopened. So. Um, it doesn't seem like the best person in my eyes, but, you know, I have never personally met the guy. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, no. kind of like everybody else here, I, I wouldn't, I don't go out of my way to watch right. his show. I don't even know technically what it's called. It's just like Late Night with Jimmy Kimmel or whatever, but, uh, I think so, yeah. you know, I know he hosts a lot of shows and probably it sounds like should have hosted the Golden Globes the other day instead of Joe Coy. But, yeah. Uh, so he might, he might get that gig back, but, uh, oh. but yeah, I don't think any, I'd, I would say Jimmy Kimmel's going to come out, a guy that has a lot of chops in the comedy world mm. and like a team of writers behind him rather than just mm-hmm. a guy on ayahuasca in the dark who's scribbling on paper. Right. So basically, we all don't really give a rat's ass much about Aaron Rodgers because I never paid much attention to him either. He didn't seem like my kind of guy. I saw him do an interview. It's like, ah, eh, I don't like that guy. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. Packer yeah. fans don't even like Aaron Rodgers when he yeah. was with the team. <laughs> like, I have like all my friends that are Packer fans, like, yeah, we like that the fact that he's really great at playing football, but we don't like him as a, as a person at all. Right. Golden Globes quick question before I go. All right, Tom? I'm gonna, yes, sir. I'll start with you. Um, it, when Ricky Gervais, who is marvelous, hosted the Golden Globes, it became very clear that the Hollywood Foreign Press was going to make it a, a roast, all right? like, yeah. And it's actually brilliant. Mm-hmm. So was the guy that hosted terrible or – can Hollywood just not take any jokes? I got to wait because Joe Coy is kind of a friend of mine, so I can't really. I'll be, I'll go last. Um, <laughs> Joe Coy I, was terrible. He was Judd. terrible. He, that's okay. right. He, he abandoned his jokes, which made it even worse and making it awkward. Um, oh, really? The joke, the thing is, it's like, I think we can make fun of at least like us as the audience can enjoy it. And, you know, them in the room can have their weird negative, whatever, like you're making fun of, but it just wasn't funny. Like not even a little, like the jokes were pretty like, yeah. And then he's like, I only had 10 days to, to do this. And I get that. Right. Right. You are also a comedian. Yeah. Like could write up something funny. I mean, or at least, get a team i don't know yeah judd it was the equivalent of if like kevin o'connell after a loss went in a press conference and was like well some of the plays i didn't want to call somebody else wanted to call but all the ones that worked those are the plays that i called all the ones that didn't work were somebody else didn't he specifically say like yeah i have writers in the back who wrote some of these and those are garbage the ones yeah. that i wrote those are the ones you're laughing at yeah. and the ones that he's talking about got like a yeah. <laughs> got a small chuckle so <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I really am sorry to hear that. I'll close with this, Judd. Kind of a this situation between, I mean, it's not exactly the same. But back in the day, Tommy Kramer and I used to go at each other like there was no tomorrow, that I was a massive pain in the ass, blah, blah, blah. Nah, Tommy Kramer's a pain in the ass. But last time I saw him, I walk up to him, and I give him a big hug, and he's hugging me. And my wife is going, I thought you two guys hated each other. I said, honey. It's showbiz. Settle down. (laughs) (laughs) I love Tommy. Tommy is one of the nicest guys. Haven't you found Tommy to be just a great guy? Oh, Tommy's a, and he's an old school guy, right? He is. I mean, he is. Back when quarterbacks were uh, staying up late and having fun. Tommy, we close with this with Judd and everyone else on. We love you, Tommy Kramer. That's all I got. You gave us many, many years of joy, and just even knowing you was an honor, or is an honor, I should say. I don't see him all that much anymore, but honest God, you should have seen all the people stick because we're at the at the uh, VHS Center or whatever the hell it's called. DEO. Mm-hmm. What the hell is it called over in St. Paul? I always forget. The XL Energy Center. The XL Energy. There you go. I, well, it's to me, it's still Minigasco or. Uh, NSP. It's one of those. You guys, you don't even know what that is, do you? I remember those. Oh, no, I do. Northern States. I'm old enough. Mm -hmm. That's what uh, excellent. So I'll just call it the 
what was it again? It was Mini Watt or something. Was the was the the little the slogan guy? Well, the slogan guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Mini Watt. All right, so we found a couple of people we love and a couple of people we think are kind of a pain in the ass. So what more could come from a segment like this? Um, absolutely nothing because we avoided talking about the present day Vikings, and as long as we did yes. that, we did a good job. Who loves you more than us, Judd? That's all I want to know. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Thanks a lot. Sounds good, pal. Thank all you. All right. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, score north. Take a break. Be right back. We got another sterling Hubbard employee. He's a news guy, isn't he? I think. I'm not sure. Is Chris Haggard? Yeah. Doesn't not, he do yeah. news or something? Not just, on the a, day. not just a news guy. The news guy. Oh, he's the news guy. That's right. I forgot. The News Guy will be with us right after this. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. Same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about financial situations. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. And Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments do yourself a favor. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. you got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold, investment consultant, LLC, a security and investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk, of course. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. I'm Tom Bernard, and I am a paid endorser. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my You've all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Thank you for that. Mike Lindell, a friend of mine, knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows, the original My Slippers, and the My Pillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet, still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price, $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That is a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and, of course, many more. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Chris Eggert with us. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert with the news. What's happening, Pally? Nothing. How are you? Well, we were just talking about, uh, you know, I do like to watch the, the local news. I, well, I was a voice of Channel 5 for what, about? four or five different times for about over the last 30 years, something like that. A couple of, couple of times. <clears throat> so, you know, I still watch five eyewitness news whenever I can. It's been my, well, again, I started my career at Hubbard, so I kind of have an allegiance toward them and I'm going to finish my career with them. So I kind of like that. It might be today, but it will finish with Hubbard. We never, you never know. You never, you know. never know, man. 
could be big trouble. But yeah, we were just talking about the fact that uh, on CNN this morning, they were saying that uh, we're all going to die because the planet's getting too hot and all the rest of it. And let me get your take on that quickly. I won't spend a lot of time on it, but if the Eastern Hemisphere is the one that's doing all the polluting, which they are, by the way, I mean, we add to it, but they pollute much more than the Western Hemisphere. What can we do about that? Nothing. Right? Uh, I mean, how, how could we? There's no way. Right. There's no way. I mean, what we if we really wanted to take a, a stance on it and we were convinced that that's the bit, you know, that that's the reason and everything will go back to normal or first of all, you have to be even convinced that global warming is real because there's a lot of people who would tell you it's no one's been keeping track of the earth's temperature for long enough to actually know there you know there's only records that go back a certain amount of time i'm just well, that's a good point i'm just playing both sides of it here yeah but i mean if we really wanted to do something i guess as americans we would stop buying chinese things right i agree if, if, if at the core of it was their manufacturing industry and mm-hmm. all the cheap things that we all, uh, you know, fill our house with. I, I, but is that going to happen? I hope that wasn't somebody's stomach that was just growling because you're hungry, whoever that was. You guys didn't hear that? Uh, I heard it, but I don't, yeah, I don't know what it was. What the hell was that? <laughs> I thought it was a dog sneaking in through the doors. I'm like, that's what I, I thought I heard something, but now yeah. I. I don't know what the hell it was. Somebody's hungry. I know that. I and normally, I, my stomach normally growls a couple of times on the morning news, and like you can hear it if you know what. <laughs> and Megan will be like, "You think you need to eat something?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, apparently." You might have to sneak in a Snickers during the break right? here, but right? uh, and no, and I to tell you, there it just happened again. I think it's somebody's chair. Is got oh, be. it's a chair. You think moving? like the leather? Are you sitting in a leather chair? Anybody? Not me. No. See, I'm moving my chair right now. It's not doing anything. Hmm, interesting. Oh, the only not one not moving. Oh, see. Anyway, getting back to the news, <laughs> uh, we're just looking at a bunch of headlines. <laughs> I'm not going to stop and spend all day on stomach gurgles. Let's just, just all sit here and do this for the next <laughs> the, hey, five man. minutes. I can pretend I'm Stevie Wonder. Everybody say yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I just wish I could play a harmonica like Stevie Wonder. Man, that guy. Do anything like Stevie Wonder. No, anything like Stevie Wonder. Exactly. That's exactly. I can see better than him. Does he know that? Probably. I just heard another groan. There is something going on, Tevin. Somebody's on leather or something's going. Because I just heard it again, and I like it. Don't get me wrong. It makes it like, oh, somebody needs to go home and have a little lunch or something. It's a human thing. So who cares, right? Right. All right, so anybody, so we've decided this morning, I've gotten very, very lucky because uh, we talked about uh, Tommy Kramer's a great guy. He's a friend of yeah. mine. Joe Coy, really like Joe Coy. He is getting ripped to shreds because I guess he was just horrendous on the award show, which I didn't watch, so I don't know. But everybody, everybody that watched it said he just was terrible. I only watched the clips that like were posted on social media because I was asleep, but I, I don't know. I I just read something that the ratings were really good for it compared to what they were the year before. Or did I imagine yeah. that? I don't know. Cause it's, well, Ricky's raised it at last year or did they even do it last year? Or was it canceled? They didn't do it last year. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. So, but Ricky, well, nobody's going to be better than Ricky Gervais anyway. He's as good as it gets. Don't you think? No, he was hilarious. And on, I watched his monologue from the last year he did it. And he's like, listen, I'm not coming back here, so I'm going to burn some bridges. And he attacked <laughs> everyone, and it was hilarious. He was like, do you know that, you know, Apple TV and Amazon, they all have sweatshops, and you're working for these companies with Apple True. TV and Amazon, these primes and all these things. So if you come up here and you want to grandstand about some uh, thing or some whatever, he's like, just keep in mind, if ISIS started a streaming service, you guys would call your agent to get in there. Absolutely. You could tell he was getting all this backlash in the room, but of course, everyone at home is just laughing because you're so right. And I was like, yes, that is, you know, it has to be somebody who doesn't care what's happening with the feedback right in front of them, mm-hmm. but yeah. knows that the people at home are loving it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's like I, the, the, I am dedicated to this particular thing, unless, of course, I can make more money over here. It's uh, always about money. Of course. 
which kind of sucks. Get off your ass and work. How about that? Once you do that, that, that's a tough, that would be such a tough job to, uh, first of all, you know what it's like. You ever had to like, um, we had our Hubbard company Christmas party a couple weeks ago. Uh, yep. Brittany, you were there, AJ, we saw, I saw Tevin, you weren't there, were you? Uh, nope, I was not. That, so the, we had a couple of our folks from radio. One of them used to be on TV who are the MCs of the thing. That's a tough crowd when you're working a crowd of your peers, I think. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, and then to like factor in the whole Hollywood thing where everybody takes themselves so freaking seriously, right? right. Like mm-hmm. right. I'm the biggest deal on the planet and you put them in there and man, you don't, that's, that is a tough audience. I don't think you could pay me enough to do that job. I couldn't agree more. That's that job is very, very difficult. No question about it. We, well, you guys have all had to probably stand up in front of a big, big uh, auditorium audience or anything to do either an intro or talk a little bit. You've all done yeah. that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because most people get intimidated as hell. And see, when I walk out, it's like, oh, God, you guys are going to suffer now. That's all I'm saying. I don't give a rat's ass how you respond to this. I really don't. <laughs> so. Well, that is when you do, when you're at your best, when you're speaking, I find is when you just sort of like let it rip and you try yep. not to try not to even read the reaction. And like, cause if, cause if you're entertaining yourself somehow, really, then I guess you're doing a, you're doing a good job. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't give right. a shit if you guys think that was funny or not. I was no. funny as hell. Absolutely. Johnny Carson, <laughs> Johnny Carson was the best in the world. Nobody will ever be better than Johnny Carson was at delivering a, a little show opener. You guys should go back and watch it. I mean, I love he's Carson. I, oh, I, God, I, I couldn't agree more. Honest to God. Who was that little, there was a little, oh, the Care Bears. What What were the Care Bears about again? They were little bears. They were Care Bears. It had something to do with They, they had like emotions on their stomachs mm-hmm. and they smelled a certain way based on whatever their color was, right? Is that no, Care Bears? They had, I don't think they smell, but they did have like different emotions that would convey what their yes, complete yeah. personality. Care Bears didn't smell. All right, sorry. No, those are just mine. Johnny Carson walks out one night and he's got this very concerned look on his face, and I'm like, "What the hell is that all about? Something really bad must have happened." He goes, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm sorry, but I just got a very disturbing thing that I saw. Uh, you know the Care Bears? You know where they are right now?" On top of old Smokey. <laughs> you remember Smokey the Bear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> He's stooping all the Care Bears backstage. <laughs> it's such a, like, innocent-sounding thing to say at first, it's, which is what made it brilliant, right? And then when you have to Absolutely. think about it, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> They're all on top I mean, of Smokey Bear. That Smokey the Bear seems like he would be a very intimidating uh, lover. He's still <laughs> around, isn't he? There, there still is a Smokey Bear, isn't there? Yeah. 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 But I, he, why don't we call him and ask him if he's intimidating to have sex with? I, I mean, he seems very aggressive, but I some yeah. I don't know. Is he the one who says only you can prevent forest yeah. fires? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wait, yeah. let me get this straight. His name is Smokey, Smokey? and he's yeah. supposed to be yeah. preventing it's ironic. <laughs> is it though? It's like almost. What he seems you... to be at the scene of the crime every time. As that'd well. be like that'd be like naming a big bullet shooty the gun violence bullet. But like it would prevent it, right? So it would be like I don't. Do you want his name to be Water? It's shooty. Don't use your guns. Yeah. Hey, I'm Robbie, the anti-theft. You know, yeah, spokes Robbie. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, you know who does the you only you can prevent forest fires. You know who does is that? that now? Um, is it Sam Elliott? You got it, Sam Elliott's yeah. the, the voice. You do a good it, Sam Elliott. I could tell right away what you were doing. Well, I was talking to him one time, and well, <laughs> one of the best things of all is he popped on the KQ Morning Show once. Really nice guy. Yeah, he's on the morning show. Well, the woman on the show said something about, "Oh, I just loved your." Uh, I just loved your last movie, and I'm a really big fan of yours. There's a long pause, and he goes, well, shit, man, thank you. Well, <laughs> oh, shit, man, thank you. <laughs> okay. A nice reaction. That's a, I love yeah, it. Yeah, very natural. Any other big news? We only got you for about one more second here. Yeah, so. one more second. All right. Well, uh, a Wallet Hub came out with a survey of the 
the top three places to raise a family, Minnesota is not number one. Mm-hmm. We're number three. Yes. Any guesses what the first two states are that are above Minnesota? Again, best places to raise a family. To raise a family? Yep. That would go Nebraska? I just went to the heart of the country. That's why I went to Nebraska. Yeah, no, you might you might be a little surprised by them, actually. I'm going to say one's going to be like Vermont. I was... Yeah, that'd be a good choice, I would think. So you're going to tell me it's going to be L.A. and New York, aren't you? No, 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 no. But West Virginia. Uh, Devin, Devin, you were close. Massachusetts. So you're getting into that in neck of the mm-hmm, woods. Mm-hmm. The other one is right next door. North Dakota. North Dakota. There yeah, you go. That's Which, where I was raised. I've lived you're in North a Dakota. Resident. I've, I would say that makes that checks out because there's not a lot yeah. going on. I would not, <laughs> yeah. as like after 18, get out and go somewhere yeah. more fun. But yeah, if you just want uh, a quiet place to raise a family, good for you. Yeah, I was five when I was like, let's move to Minnesota. That was my big move. So um, you, you, you chose the you move. You decided that at five? Yeah. yeah five. I made the call. I was like, mom, dad, you guys should not be married anymore. Also, Juice. Minnesota bound. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that completely. You, mom and dad, you should get divorced. I've I've been observing, and you yeah, should. Yeah, from what I've seen here, this is a very toxic relationship. Um, no yeah. question. About it. No. One more quick question. I know you got to go, but one more quick question. Yes, Minnesota's sir. got some massive problems if North Dakota, uh, Iowa, and Wisconsin do what they say they're going to do or thinking about doing. They're all thinking about getting rid of the state tax. Do you know what that would do to Minnesota? Well, I know what it's done in South Dakota because oh. a ton of people claim residency in South Dakota, yep. even though they and they make it pretty easy to do that there too. Yeah, so they do. people will claim residency. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I mean that if they all do that, Minnesota's got some massive problems because we already have, I think, the third highest state tax in the country. And then when all five, four states that surround you have no state income tax, uh, you better live right in the middle of the state. Otherwise, you're not going to live in Minnesota anymore. You're going you're gonna to go east or west or south. There's no question about it. Yeah, I'll move to Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin's beautiful. Well, I'll move to Wisconsin. <laughs> they don't want you back from what I heard. That, probably well, not. He's coming back. Oh. But I'll change my billing address to Wisconsin. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. What you just said, Chris, we'll close with this. I believe as soon as you've received one letter in the U.S. mail, you are now a citizen of South Dakota. That simple, huh? I guess it's like a one-day thing, and you just go over there, and, and you're all, you are a resident. Same thing in Florida. As soon as you get a driver's license in Florida, you are a resident of Florida. I got to look into that. My parents are from South Dakota. I got an address where I could have mail sent. I'm all about trying to save some money somewhere. (laughs) There you have it. All right, pal. Sorry we kept you for for so long. Thanks a lot. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. uh, Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation. Josh Arnold's number is 952-925-5608, 952-925-5608. Yeah, would you, okay, look, so you, you live in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin all of a sudden goes, no tax. Uh, isn't everybody going to move across the river? Yeah, I mean, to move across the river, especially if you're living in Minneapolis or a surrounding suburb, the difference in lifestyle is going to be much different. Yes, you can drive and commute if you wanted to work here, I guess. But mm-hmm. if I would say it would probably be more prevalent if there was a bigger metropolitan area instead of just a lot of rural farmland right across the well, border. But that Hudson area is very nice. Guess, yeah. That's a good spot. Now, what's the other one down further south? Um, starts with a P. It's further south. What the hell is the name of that place? It's really oh. nice, actually. Because... Well, there's, I mean, like right across like a place, like if you lived in Winona and you're like, oh, I'm going to move to La Crosse, those are probably pretty yeah, similar. Yeah, La Crosse is great too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hudson is a big city. There's River Falls, which is kind of a college town. Right. Um, but yeah, so there are some options, but I wouldn't necessarily pack my bags immediately. No? You no. still like to pay that 15% income tax? No, I mean, I would try to skirt. Like, I would be like, hey, let me uh, put a P.O. box over across the border. And then last resort would be moving, yeah. I just love that. I just I look up at the screen, and we're talking about moving here, moving there. We're going to pay some income tax. We're not going to pay some. I look up, and A.J.'s going, 
Well, no, he goes, I'm going to skirt, I'm gonna skirt. I was, that's like, yeah, the, like the driving, like, skirt, skirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were driving. Uh, I thought you were doing good. God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I probably shouldn't admit to my plan to how to commit tax evasion. On yeah. There, but, I uh, also have a feeling, Kevin, you might fall, evasion. you might fall in my situation where the act of moving compared to my salary and the small amount they take from it is right. going to be like, not, yeah, that's a different deal. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's a yeah. different vibe. To not like it does the taxes don't affect me on no. the level they affect other people. If I was a like a millionaire or even like made enough money where that seeing that fifteen percent compared to nothing made a significant difference, I one hundred percent would move and find a way to you know make it work. If they were responsible, the the u.s government would have gotten together with all 50 governors of all the states and said here's what we're going to do uh you got your state and you can run your state but you're part of the united states so we're going to do this we're going to institute a flat tax everybody in the united states pays at this level this level and this level the more you make the more you're going to have to pay but it'll be flat mm -hmm. but they'll never do that you know why they'll never do that why because of accountants and lawyers why the hell would you hire a, a lawyer or an accountant if you could just have your yeah? It's my money. That is true. I never thought about it like that. Because if you're the easier your taxes are to do yourself, the less you need to pay somebody else right. to help you out. Yeah. Or figure. And it look, out. I got a great accountant. I've had him for years and years. Years, a great guy. So I don't have any problem with it at all. But they should have done that a long time. First of all, didn't the federal income tax come into place in like 1902 or something like that, or 1905? Somebody check that out for me. I know we had no tax in this country until the 1900s. So it's only been a little over, what, a buck and a quarter or something like that, somewhere in that area. Yeah. But the second they instituted that tax, it should have been a flat tax on a state and a federal level. You pay this. There are no write-offs, no anything. Mm -hmm. This is what you pay, and that's just how it is. Yeah, and it does to me, it doesn't really make sense with, like, why can, you know, a state like Florida or Texas have no in state income tax and then we mm -hmm. have a state income tax. Like how, like what are they doing differently where they can not have that essentially income from their residents? Like is other, are other things high, more expensive in Florida, Tom, yeah. that yes. make up for it? Um, if you are in Florida and you have some dough, I'm not saying you're a you know, billionaire or a multimillionaire or anything mm -hmm. like that, but you are going to notice, um, well, we went grocery shopping uh, a while back. Andy, Andy came to town and went grocery shopping and he grabbed the, I paid for the groceries and he grabbed the receipt. And he said, you know, I was looking at this and in Minnesota, these groceries would have probably cost about $150. I said, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. He said, you know how much it was here? And I said, no. He goes, 300 Oof. So there are things in these non-tax states that are twice as expensive as everywhere else. Mm -hmm. The no-tax state isn't the complete answer because you are going to pay more for things in no yeah. tax states. It's just, that's, it's just going to happen. Right. But at least you're the one who gets to choose if you want to do that or not. Right. Cause you can find alternatives to, you know, yeah. expensive groceries, for example, yes. or make lifestyle choices. Yeah. That makes sense. You, they do turn it back to the person, but yeah, there are things that, that make up for all of the, the no, having the no state tax or anything. There are things that make up for it. Uh, and again, but again, it's all your choice. If you want to live the high life, it's going to cost you more to live in those no tax mm -hmm. states. It just is, which is how it should be, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. If you're like, if my choice was you're going to take this 15%, or I can essentially choose what I'm going to do with that 15% right. to either make my life better or like you shouldn't be having to just survive survival. Like, survival shouldn't be the main thing. Like, you can, like you're saying, you can live a better life if you wanted to, or you can spend less money. Absolutely. I got three text messages this morning so far, and the one that, that made me laugh. Because we've been talking about Pat Eberts a lot, my dear friend Catherine's kind of semi-distant cousin, and all the rest of it. And I got a text this morning from a listener that said, "Weren't you the guy that said that Pat Eberts was the biggest pain in the ass on earth?" And I said, "Yes, I am. That was Pat. Right. I'll I love the guy dearly, but he was a massive pain in the yes, ass. Yes, he you was, were the guy that said that, and you stand by that. Yeah, <laughs> and he was our pain in the ass. Like, yeah, he was our pain in the ass. Very good way to put it." There, like every time Pat would call me, it would be like a, 
oh, what do you want, Pat? And then like, okay, hello. And like the conversation was always pleasant. He's a very nice person. He just, when he would call, I'd I'd pull up my calendar on my phone. I go, do I have an hour to give to this? (laughs) Right. Do I have anywhere to be? Do I have to get in the car at any point? Like, am I traveling? Can I talk to him maybe when I'm traveling to like Wisconsin or Oh, Tom, you were thinking of Prescott, by the way. Prescott. That's exactly what I was thinking. We had had somebody email about it, but yeah, no, I love great. I miss Pat. Did he drive me nuts? Absolutely. Of course but he did. Him. But AJ, he never drove you nuts. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> no, him. He, in like transitioning to doing <laughs> the full time stuff. Sorry, that I had to figure out how I wanted. No, 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 no. Every time you're going to make something up, you go. Uh, e- oh, uh, <laughs> no, tra- tra- transitioning to like the full time gig. I was unaware of like how often you should be ta- like how often a producer will talk with um, you know member mm. of the sales team. And I right. was like, and Pat was one of the first ones I I talked to, and I was like, wow, okay, this is a lot. This is really hands on. And then it didn't persist with any of the other ones. Yeah. And I was like, no. Pat's just really passionate about what he wants to do about oh, you know about yeah. work. Yep. And to kind of piggyback off of that same trait of thought, when I first had started dealing with Pat and getting to know him, I didn't. He didn't say like I'm sales guy Pat, or I'm like there was no title to it. I just assumed. He was the top of the pyramid with how much input he was giving me. I was like, "Oh, you're you must be Mr. Hubbard from yeah. like Pat Ebert Hubbard is what your name is." No, he was one of the great salesmen I've ever met. I adored Pat. I loved everything about Pat, but he could be a huge pain in the ass. He once tried to. He goes, "Tom, I need you to do me a favor in January. I know you're going to be out of town, but could you come back?" Because they want you to do like 20 minutes at one of the, like some golf show. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, Pat, I'm going to fly back for 20 minutes. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. But it kind of makes sense, right? Because like his job. Yeah, absolutely. Was to create business where there isn't business. Mm-hmm. Was to continuously contact people and make things work. And I mean, he, he would be, he was, if you were lucky enough to be one of his clients, He's going to make sure your commercial runs and also yep. make sure that you get the allotted amount of time. That guy went that's to correct. work mm-hmm. for you. And, and that's, you know, he, he drove, I've seen him drive many a producers crazy, but whatever. Yeah, And he was passionate about not only like making sure he's, you know, got the business to put the commercial on air, but I remember he called me once and uh, for our people down in Florida and was like, all we have to do is sell one house, like to make it worth their right. whatever. And he was like, you know, right. thinking about like, okay, you know, we've got, I've got people that are potentially going to, and he was like, just as excited as them, you know, selling a house as he was for getting them, you know, on air and advertising. And he was like always the salesman away from work too, in a sense, the first time I ever interact with him, I was working um, at the state fair and we are like 10 days in and I'm just like, ah, I got four more hours today. And then I got three more days after this and oh, it's, it's beating hot and I'm tired and I'm sore. I've been sitting on a stool for eight hours every day for the last whatever. But he comes up and he's, he's talking to me and he disappears for like five minutes. And I'm like, I, okay, I don't really know who that guy is, but he was wearing like a dress shirt and whatnot. So, you know, hey, he must be working at the office. He comes back, sweet Martha's cookies. This man went and stood in line and the beating he comes back. He's like, I know you're, I know you're working hard, blah, blah, blah. I was like, we just met five minutes ago. Yeah, you went and spent, you know, what is about like $40 on cookies. You are now sweating your butt off. You're not. You're insisting that you don't want any. And now me and the like the college kid I'm working with. That's all us. Like what? What a gesture. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I that know. Was just I, always a always like a loving sale. Yep. I think it's it's something to say, right? Like there's no. I've never met anyone like Pat. Uh, no. On no. every and I mean every part of that word. I've never met anybody like Pat. I don't know if I want to meet. No, just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got a twin brother, you know. I oh I know who's lovely Michael we talked to him nice at, guy, yeah. um, the wake but I um I miss him and I also it makes me go because me and Pat didn't all like he he drove me nuts when we were at KQ he was just you like, and everybody else he just every, did he just did he was constantly whatever and so I was really happy that him and I got to hang out here at the podcast because mm-hmm. we kind of had more of a bond here because it was less of a dog eat dog world um, right. and we were just in different places in our lives. And I had so much fun with him on the boat cruise. Um, and we had some good talks about how I was just so impressed because I, he worked crazy hours and had four kids. And I, as a new mom at the time, I was like, that's insane to me. He would be, he would fall asleep at the studio 
cutting commercials because he didn't want to drive home and had to be back there in the morning. So I'd see him sleeping in another studio. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How how wild is that? But I um, I'm I think it's something to be said. There's people in your life that your personalities may not initially mesh, but Mm -hmm. there's something special about them. And it's fun to find somebody who is not your average. Everybody has their quirks and it's kind of fun to like find them and appreciate them because now I miss Pat. I miss, Mm -hmm. he cared so much. He would, he's the only one who would message me about an actor from Reacher. Like nobody else. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Nobody else cares like Pat. And now I miss him. And I like want a text from him in the middle of the show that I can be like, don't message me during the show, but I want it. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys say those things because Pat and I were friends for many, many years. Look, Pat was the top biller over at the queue. He just oh, kicked yeah. ass. I mean, just kicked ass. Here's a guy rolling the dough in. He's successful as hell. But when I left, he left with me. Yeah. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. because he was Catherine's you know, third cousin or anything like that. He just was a very, very, very loyal man. And I, I think you guys did understand that after a while, that while he was annoying the piss out of you, yeah. there was nobody more loyal to you than Pat Ebert's. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. We miss you, Pat. And I guess, you know, and Patrick Jr., I got to stay in t- touch with him. Because every time Pat called me, go, hold on a second, Tom. He'd hand the phone over. Patrick Jr. would go, hi, Tom. I go, how you doing, Patrick? <laughs> I was, it was it was just this wonderful very family-oriented thing. Just terrific. Look, here's a guy who wanted to raise his kids in a, a smaller town, lived in St. Cloud, and drove that distance back and forth every day just so we, his kids wanted to be there, so that's where they were. That's the kind of guy he was. Isn't that great? It is so great. Yeah, that is, and it's, yeah, wild. When me and Alex were driving up there, I kept thinking, like, he drove this every day at the craziest times, mm-hmm. too. Yes. Like, yep. Uh, yeah, that is impressive. No question about it. I just uh, was sent another text message. You remember, you guys remember Billy Gardner with Minnesota Twins? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Look him up if you would, because I got some bad news. But the text message is not. It finishes in a weird way. Okay. Oh. You see Billy Gardner? Oh yeah. Yeah. He was with the Twins. What year? He was several years. He was uh, with them. What, what era? Mm. Let's see here. Why does it not say? It looks like he was with the Twins uh, in 1961. If I'm looking at the right Billy Gardner. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he was yeah in the in the major leagues from like 94 to 1960. Oh, okay. I'm or looking. 54. Sorry. Okay. 1954 to 1963. Yeah. He was with the Twins for what three years? Um, he was with them for, it looks like, a season and a half. He might have managed with them, though. Yeah, as a manager for about four years, it looks like. There we go, yeah. Oh, there he was. Okay. I got this from Doc. Just saw that Billy Gardner died last week. He was 96 years old. Holy shit, I thought he would have died 20 years ago. Well, he would have been 76, so, you know, he could have hung on for a while. Billy Gardner was a great guy, so I, was, I found that out this morning that, uh, Doc, thank you for sending that message over, that uh, I loved Billy Gardner. I thought he was a magnificent manager. Right? Just a wonderful guy. Yeah. Don't you think? And for music uh, people, uh, Joe and Louisville sent me, today is Jimmy Page's 80th birthday. Wow. That doesn't mean as much to you guys as it does to me, because in 1967, I believe, their first album came. I think it was 67, their first album came out. And I listened to that boy play a guitar, and I'm like, holy God. He changed the way rock, uh, rock stars played the guitar. He really did. So he's not dead, though. He's 80. So that's the big difference. But uh, a lot of news coming in this morning about things like that. But yeah, Billy Gardner just spent a little more time because I know we gotta gotta go to break here in a in a bit. Well, not for another what ten minutes, do we? Uh, we, we we still have one that we could hit right now and then go to break. I with. thought I thought yeah. I did it, but I didn't do it. That's no, it. No. We 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 got wrapped up in emotion. Yeah. It's in better to talk about Patty. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's a very nice way to put it. It's better to be wrapped up in a moment. Knowing Pat, he would have texted all of us. He He would be so mad. This is how you honor me. That is so funny. 100% correct, ladies and gentlemen. Pat, this four-minute late break is for you. We love you, pal. Be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. 
Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero-resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-Zero-Res, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zero-res-minnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet Care. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. 